0: Welcome to Suburban Philadelphia, a podcast and video program tackling issues and topics from our newsroom and communities. Um, With us today is Candace Yeager, a life and business coach from Doylestown. She's been working with clients, helping them navigate some of the anxieties tied to the pandemic. We also have the pleasure of speaking with Dr. Harris Cohen, who runs a family practice in the suburbs of Philadelphia, and he'll bring us both the science and social perspective of the issue we are going to tackle today. Um, and today, we will talk about life in masks and all the social and emotional and professional adjusting this means for us now, and what it will mean for us as we move forward. I think many expected that once we entered the green phase, along with um, doors opening to businesses and that our days of wearing masks would come mm-hmm. to a hold. but that is not the reality. Um, now, Dr. Cohen, from early on in the pandemic, you've done much more than serve the medical community. From a point of frustration, I know you meant to clarify a lot of myths that were out there. Um, Dr. Cohen, can you talk to us about your perspective on masks and, um, and what's been happening recently uh, concerning the guidelines and the importance of wearing masks?
1: Yeah, the, the history of mask recommendations has been has been interesting in that in the early going, way back in March, if you could remember that far, masks were not recommended. Uh, even the Surgeon General tweeted out, "Stop buying masks. What are you doing?" And yeah, so the message initially was the public should not be wearing masks, and that was clearly only based on the fact that we were trying to get all of our masks and uh, PPE to the people who needed them most, so the first responders, hospitals, firemen, police women, etc. So the initial push towards no mass quickly became you know what mass the science behind mass makes sense and that was a difficult pivot for for a lot of people because the initial message was very clear and it was almost a 180 done and uh the 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 other piece to to answer your question you know the the going green uh, it's it's a business going green it's what businesses can open and how they can open it's not the science is changing when you go green. So really nothing has changed in recommendations from scientists and doctors and nurses, et cetera. When a state or a county goes from red to yellow to green, it only governs Business responses. So, going green does not mean let your guard down. Going green does not mean take your mask off. Going green does not mean stop washing your hands and go lick the chandelier at the subway station. Right. Nothing changes except businesses can operate differently. So, we'll get back uh, we'll get back into the mask uh, controversy, I'm sure, in a little bit. But that's just a general background.
0: Well, thank you. And Candace, I know that you have been working with people who have. Um, felt a lot of anxiety in wearing masks. And now that we are seeing that they're going to be more permanent part of our our social landscape, um, what is some advice that has helped people through some of these anxieties that that wearing masks um, has has brought people?
2: Yeah, so I, um, at first I was helping my clients transition to working from home and dealing with Zoom like we're on now. And now as we go green, I'm helping my clients transition to going back to work, working in a workplace instead of at their house, um, and also uh, helping my business owners get ready to open their businesses. So all of a sudden, they were in the safety of their home all day, every day, and now they have to um, re-enter the workforce, re-enter their business, but also wear a mask for eight, sometimes 10 hours a day before they would wear it for half an hour for the grocery store. A lot of people, what I'm seeing with some of my clients are um, not being used to wearing a mask for that long and the tension and anxiety that kind of builds up within them. I'm noticing that people aren't really taking full deep breaths and, and Dr. Cohen can probably speak to um, kind of what happens in the body when you're not breathing appropriately and breathing the right way. and. The one thing I've helped um, some of my clients do is just go back to um, focusing on your breathing and taking deep breaths, making sure that you're breathing the same way with the mask on as you would normally do instead of those short kind of anxiety-ridden breaths. Um, Also, a lot of my clients have really worked up the mask in their heads a lot. One of my clients um, wasn't realizing why she was almost panicking when she was wearing it just in preparation to go back to her office. Um, Here, after some conversation, it turns out that she tends to be a little claustrophobic, and she didn't realize that just kind of having that covering was kind of giving her feelings of claustrophobia. So, we had to kind of give her some uh, self talk techniques that she could use so that she can remind herself throughout the day that. She can breathe, she's gonna be fine. The mask was created, and I'm sure that um, Dr. Cohen can speak more on this, but the mask was created to allow her to be
0: able to breathe and she wasn't going to suffocate. And Dr. Cohen, would you care to weigh in on this as well?
1: Yeah, it, it, masks are unnatural. Um, you, many of us don't wear a mask all day for our profession, and it, it's something that uh, definitely takes getting used to. Uh, as a physician, I've been in and out of masks my whole life. I feel you know, when, when I was training and being in the operating room for long cases, uh, in the hospital at certain times, and now the transition is a little bit easier for me because I, I, I'm sort of used to it. But the, the beauty of masks is that it's not one size fits all, there are many. Types of masks out there. And really most face coverings can be used. The most constrictive and the ones that we're using in hospitals are those N95 masks, which we still have shortages of, but are best left for the hospital. Uh, they are they filter out the most and they prevent the most from getting out. They are the most uncomfortable as well. So be happy that you're not wearing those. Next step down are the surgical masks, which I have multiple on my desk right now. I keep on going throughout the day. I throw another mask on. Um, but very comfortable, very breathable. Uh, You can definitely adjust the tightness behind your ears. They have ones that just go behind the ears. They have ones that have a double connection. And the simplest and probably the most tolerable for most people are the cloth masks, which you can make at home out of fabrics of your choice. Even a bandana works. So Really, you find what fits you and you can experiment. You can use a bandana. You can borrow a friend's fabric. You can buy something online. They are not cost prohibitive at this point and find something that works for you. And there is something for everybody. You know, as, as Candice was talking about, claustrophobia, if people have that feeling on elevators or in tight spaces, the mask may provide that same feeling in the early going. And like anything else, there's a breaking in process, but the breathability of masks is tremendous. Once it's on, you really forget about it. I think distraction really is the key for most of us. We are all so obsessed with this pandemic that we are focusing on everything that's pandemic related. And the mask, while some people feel it's forced upon them, it's really the only way to protect Yourself and others. The, the the countries where mask wearing is accepted and worn have seen plummeting rates in infection. The only way that we get rid of this infection is if everybody wears masks when they are in, in an indoor situation where the ventilation is poor, or outside in crowded situations. If you're alone in the car, you don't need a mask. However, I don't make fun of those people like I used to because they're actually wearing a mask and they're going to wear it when they get out of the car. At home, with your immediate family, the people you've been spending your quarantine with, you don't need to wear a mask. Outdoors, if you're in a park and no one's there, if you're out fishing and no one's there, if you're walking in an area where people can safely spread out, you absolutely do not need a mask outdoors. However, indoors, in areas of poor ventilation, for those of you going back to gyms and bowling alleys and nail salons and tattoo parlors, Mm -hmm. you absolutely need to wear a mask. And if the business owner requests that you wear a mask, please wear that mask. We are not infringing upon your constitutional rights. We're not infringing upon your rights as a human being. We are asking you to be a courteous citizen. If you have a disease that makes you feel like you can't wear a mask, and there aren't many of them, um, you do not have to shop at that store. Let someone else shop for you. And we, I think we're going to sort of talk about some of those videos we've seen out there. And I'll defer to Candace on that. You know, what we've seen at the Trader Joe's and the Whole Foods where uh, the histrionics have taken over some people. Uh, you know, the Palm Beach uh, town meetings. We've seen all these videos. Uh, so I'll, I'll get back to you guys. I don't want to talk for too long.
0: That's, no, no, actually, Candice, I would very much like to talk about the, the perception of wearing a mask and how that affects us. And um, I know that you know in the beginning of this pandemic, many people viewed masks as a sign of paranoia rather than protection. Um, Candace, what do you think it's going to take to, to help shift this mindset? And what are some things that we're seeing in our communities that, um, that, are, that are causing even more stress um, than, than needs to happen? Yeah,
2: I think that mindset is a huge, huge thing. You're so right, early on, there were, um, especially as Dr. Cohen was saying, that um, early on we were being told, oh, you don't need them, save the PPEs for the doctors. So the few people that were wearing a mask, you know, as they're walking their dog, the perception was kind of like, oh, that's, they're, they're goofy, they're being paranoid, look at them. And we really collectively all had to take mind shift. It's really important to to think about the way that you're thinking about things. So if it's starting to cause you anxiety or grief or whatever, you have to remind yourself that you're doing this, you know, not for you. You're doing it for your grandma, you're doing it for your neighbor, you're doing it for your kids, um, and really think about the way that you're thinking about these things. Um, The other thing is I think that anytime. We are going through something you know, so unknown, such a big change. There's a, a collective shift that we have to make, but we also have to watch what we're consuming. And, and Dr. Cohen kind of hinted at um, some of the videos that are going viral. I know that some of my clients who are business owners, they're quite concerned um, about opening their businesses. They're kind of preparing for when a freak out happens because they're watching all of these viral videos, the, the, the freak out at uh, Trader Joe's, uh, the woman wasn't wearing a mask and it was a, a, a whole to-do and went all over Twitter, um, you know, restaurants shutting down have only been open for a brief period of time. The, all that you can do as a business owner is best prepare yourself and know... Stay so up to date on what the CDC is telling us and really know that you're doing the best that you can. You're following all of the rules and don't allow the viral videos to cause you any added stress or panic and just focus on your business and have a um, a strategy in place, a plan in place if something does happen. But you can't kind of hyper-focus on that sort
0: of thing. And Dr. Cohen, what are some um, encouraging or discouraging signs that you're seeing out in the community? I know you see um, a different perspective inside the doctor's office, but outside the community, what are some things that concern you? And and what are some things that, that will, well, are there things that, that encourage you?
1: Well, let's start out with the positive. Um, I am encouraged by the fact that, Most people are doing the right thing. Um, You know what video never goes viral? Someone doing the right thing. So you never see videos on Twitter or Facebook with someone putting on a mask and going to Trader Joe's and buying their cat cookies and going through and thanking everybody and being kind and getting back into their car. Those videos don't get hits. So I am encouraged in my neck of the woods here in Southeastern Pennsylvania that people are doing the right thing. There's been no pushback in my office. We have a policy and we're doing everything to keep everybody uh, really safe, including me, my staff and my patients. The problem is, is, you know, we, we had a mixed message in the early going and we've really had a politicization politicization, whatever the phrase is, but the politics have entered the scientific fray, um, and they shouldn't. Uh, politics and science should be totally separate. So uh, not to get political, but when, when leadership doesn't give a consistent message, it's tough for people to know what to do. So we really need to see a unified message from the government down, from scientists and from doctors and from leaders in the community and nurses and firefighters and teachers and all those good people, even people at the supermarket. We have to be unified in our approach. And you can't be looked down upon for doing the right thing. That's truly really embarrassing that we live, in a, we live in a time where that happens. In, in countries where they don't have this ridiculous way of thinking, the disease is significantly better. And if we can look and understand those statistics and not feel that they're manufactured or feel that the data is incorrect or feel this is a mainstream media hoax, you can really see that mask wearing uh, makes a big difference. So I'm encouraged in southeastern Pennsylvania I'm not encouraged in Texas and Arizona and Florida and parts of California where the numbers are rising precipitously, where they show bars loaded with people and patrons on top of each other without masks, beaches packed to the gills, people without masks. So I would like to focus and make a campaign. Maybe the three of us can do this. We can get viral videos out there of people doing the right thing because we all need a little pat on the shoulder every once in a while, a little boy or an girl instead of the ridiculous Trader Joe's woman with her politics and yelling about something that's just oh so simple and if you don't want to wear the mask that's fine go back to your car and order online
0: right and and one of the reasons why i wanted to to do this podcast and this program and speak with both of you i mean candace you recognized early on that mask wearing is not easy for everyone i admittingly feel anxiety when i'm um wearing a mask for too long at the grocery store and i have to step out i thought it was just me um but um, after learning about your experiences, I thought it was important to at least acknowledge that that this isn't easy, but it's absolutely necessary. And, um, and I will adjust my my comfort zone um, for the benefit of others. And, and I think that um, thinking about the community and world around us will help, um, well, socially influence, right, you know, um, the behavior of others, because um, whether we like it or not, we are definitely influenced by our surroundings. You walk, in, like I, I walked into, a, into a, um, a restaurant or beside a restaurant recently and I saw the crowds where a lot of people were not wearing masks and there were a couple of people that wanted to continue on with that experience and I could not. Um, but because of the social pressure, I'm sure people are making other decisions. And so I'm grateful, um, Candice, for the coping uh, skills that, that you're sharing with people. And and Dr. Cohen, I'm I'm also grateful for the science and the evidence um, uh, that that explains the effectiveness behind what we all need to be doing. Um, But now what I'd like to do is ask if you don't mind kind of fast forwarding. Um, We know we need to do this for, you know, this week, next week, possibly the next um, few months, but a year from now, where do you see us?
1: Well, I think one of two things have to happen. I think we either need an effective treatment, which we don't have yet. We have treatments and we have plenty of options, but nothing that is purely neutralizing uh, this disease, or we need vaccine. And just getting vaccine is, is a big part of this, but then vaccine uptake by the population is also important. We need people to receive the vaccine. So until we achieve herd immunity or the amount of immunity in a community that prevents spread, um... I don't see masks going away. And everybody asks me to look into my crystal ball. When's this going to happen? I I don't have a great answer. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful the treatment will be here sooner uh, than vaccine. Uh, But remember, the quickest vaccine in the history of man and womankind took four years. Uh, most take 10 to 15 years to develop. So we are really on this operation warp speed, going at warp speed to bring vaccine, and hopefully there's uptake. So until we have effective treatment that works every single time to prevent hospitalizations and ICU bed usage and ventilator usage, or until we have vaccine, masks are here for the long haul. So find one that's comfortable.
0: Well, thank you. And, and Candace, I, I did have one um, last question for you, and that is, Um, And since the masks are here to stay, what are some ways that say we do walk into a crowd and half the people are not wearing masks? Are there any social or coping skills or do you just advise being direct? I mean, I'd like to get both of your opinions on this question because realistically, it's something that we're going to face over and over again. Um, Candice, can we start with you? I
2: think that it's important to remember
0: that we cannot control, we can't control the
2: We cannot control the situation. We cannot control other people. The only thing that we have full control of is ourselves. So you have full control of yourself in that situation. Um, I personally don't recommend um, if someone's not wearing a mask and you feel as though they should, I don't recommend addressing that if it's a person you don't know because you never know what's going to happen and you don't want to be the next person going viral. Um, But you're in control of your own self and if you're in a situation where you feel uncomfortable you can remove yourself from that situation if you're out at a restaurant or you're out shopping um you you have full control of that and i think it's important to remind yourself that too because we do feel especially because as dr tone was saying we don't know what where we're going to be in a year we don't know where we're going to be in a few months with everything going on so it's important to think about the present and remind yourself that you have control
0: Of yourself in the present as well. Thank
1: you. And Dr. Cohen? Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, You know, I talk about control with my patients a lot, whether I'm treating them for anxiety, depression, now the pandemic, which is accelerating those things. Uh, You can only control what you can control. And, you know, it's, it's a very divided world we live in right now. And um, inciting any confrontation or saying that someone else is doing something wrong is not the route. And if you're going to a situation where your gut is telling you that you're not going to be comfortable there, like you mentioned at the restaurant the other night, you don't have to go to that restaurant, you can by all means go to you know somewhere where people are masked somewhere where you're comfortable, or just go home and Have a glass of wine and put on some Netflix. So there are plenty of things to do to keep ourselves occupied. If a situation presents any loss of control or is anxiety provoking because you feel like people are not doing the things that are correct, you don't have to enter that situation, whether it's in a pandemic or not a pandemic. Maintain control over what you can control. You're not going to control behaviors or thoughts of others, especially in a five-minute tirade, which would be very inflammatory. Facebook shaming doesn't work. It just leads to more animosity. So put yourselves in positions where you can succeed and you can reduce that anxiety factor. And if it means getting in the car and going home, that's absolutely fine.
0: Well, well Candace and um, Dr. Cohen, I want to thank you very much um, for joining me today and for sharing your perspective, um, which um, I think is, is so vital at this time. And I I hope to continue, like I mentioned, our conversation about navigating these uncertain times and equipping us with both the skills um, and the information to get through this. So thank you again and have a wonderful day.
1: Thank you and mask up.